Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the parables of Jesus, but we're setting a little context here. It's going to take a, a few episodes to do this because the next parable that we encounter is in Matthew 25. But you must know what's going on with Matthew 24 and 25 because uh, all of Matthew 24 and 25 is Jesus's response to some questions that the disciples had asked him. <laughs> so you need to know what's going on with the whole thing. Then before they ask those questions, uh, we need to know what happened in Matthew 23 because the environment is very important. But to understand what happened in Matthew 23, we really needed to keep on going through Matthew 22. And I know if, if with this line of thought, we're going to go all the way back to Genesis, huh? Uh, sometimes that is sort of what happens. I mean, it really is. You have to know uh, the totality of what the Lord says in his word. But in Matthew 22, we're seeing that things are sort of tense right here. Uh, the religious leadership are trying to set Jesus up. The Pharisees had just come to him and asked him about paying taxes to Caesar. And uh, he had replied in such a way that the people were amazed, and even the Pharisees were amazed, and they left him and went away. They're still furious with him. Okay, They're mad at him. They still want to kill him. Well, on that day, the next verse says, verse 23 of Matthew 22, on that day some Sadducees. So you had various religious groups. You had the Pharisees, which were the modern-day uh, conservatives. They believed the Word of God, and they wanted to live by the Word of God. The Sadducees were the modern-day liberals. Okay, They were the progressives, Okay, and they bent the Scripture according to whatever they wanted. There were other groups, uh, Essenes, that are not mentioned in Scripture, but they were there. They lived uh, sort of an ascetic life. But here the Sadducees, I think they sort of got a bit of a chuckle. You see it in some of the other Gospels with some encounters. Uh, they sort of got a kick out of what happened to the Pharisees. So guess what they did? <laughs> they decided they were going to come and confront Jesus. So listen to this. Matthew 22, 23. On that day, uh, wait a minute, what day? The same day that the Pharisees had come. So this is plan of attack number two. On that day, some Sadducees, and then it says parenthetically here in this verse, who say there is no resurrection, came to Jesus and questioned him. Now, Matthew gave us that parenthetical uh, statement right there because we need to understand that to understand what happens next. The Sadducees did not believe in resurrection. They didn't believe in angels. They didn't believe in basically in supernatural things. Like I said, they're modern-day progressives and liberals. Okay? So they don't believe in these things. So they came to Jesus and they questioned him in verse 24, asking, Teacher, Moses said, and then they quote this passage out of the Mosaic Law. If a man dies having no children, his brother as next of kin shall marry his wife and raise up children for his brother. And this is what the law says. So the idea behind this is if a man married a woman and then he died and he had no offspring, no children, then his brother was to come and marry his wife and raise up children in the name of his brother. Verse 25. So this is what they, they want to set a little account before him. Now there were seven brothers with us, and the first married and died. 
and having no children, left his wife to his brother. So also the second and the third, down to the seventh. Last of all, the woman died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife of the seven will she be? For they all had her. And I guess the way that in that verse right there, they say that they all had her. They'd all married her, but they were being very snarky about it, even in this hypothetical type of statement right here. But notice how they said, in the resurrection, therefore, whose wife of the seven will she be? They didn't believe in the resurrection. And so they're bringing a, 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 an account here before Jesus to set him up with something that he believed in, and they were attempting to make him look the fool. But oh my, this next verse is one of the most powerful verses in all of Scripture. And this verse describes so much of what is wrong with contemporary, particularly Western Christianity in the Western church. Verse 29 of Matthew 22. But Jesus answered and said to them, You are mistaken, not understanding the Scriptures, nor the power of God. And then he's going to explain in the next four verses, which we'll read in just a moment, what he means by this. But he tells them, you're wrong. You're mistaken. How are you mistaken? You don't understand the scriptures. And you don't understand the power of God. Little has changed, folks. These folks knew the scriptures back and forward. They could quote all this stuff. They spent their entire lives studying it. Yet they did not understand you know, so much of what I hear that passes for understanding of Scripture is not understanding the Scripture. It's uh, explanation of denominational distinctives. And then people say, oh, well, this is what we believe. Then it's denominational stuff, not the Scripture. These folks were mistaken. They did not understand the Scripture, nor did they understand the power of God. The power of God for what? Well, the context is resurrection. So Jesus is going to pick this up. Nor does the church today even understand the power of God. Now listen to verse 30. For, F-O-R, in other words, in, in light of all this, for in the resurrection, Jesus speaking here, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. Now sometimes people... Uh, use this verse right here because we see that angels in heaven don't marry and they're not given in marry. And they use this to make another leap saying that angels are asexual and that angels, angels are not able to do certain things that you see them do in other portions of the scripture. <laughs> Genesis 6. Okay. But regarding the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was spoken to you by God? So he's telling them, you know what? Regarding to this resurrection of the dead, that y'all seem to be so concerned about right here. Haven't you read the scripture? The resurrection of the dead, which you deny. Haven't you read the scripture? And they're thinking, what is he talking about? And then he quotes the scripture to them. Here's Matthew 22, 32. I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. So Jesus uh, takes the, the, the little I am, which in Greek is egoimi, I am, this great declaration that God gave to Moses when Moses said, hey, who should I say has sent me? And he says, tell them I am. He's saying, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Jesus did not say that God said, I was the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac 
and the God of Jacob. If Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were not alive, then he would have said, I was their God because now they're dead and they're no longer existing. But he says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's not the God of the dead, but of the living. He says our very forefathers themselves and the word of God verifies that the resurrection is real. See, they thought they were going to come set up Jesus in one of their little pet doctrines that they love to talk a lot about, okay? And they were trying to convince the people of. And Jesus was saying, no, 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 you're wrong in this thing. How are you wrong? You don't understand the scriptures, nor do you understand the power of God. And then he just deals with the scriptures. God, and he says, God himself says that I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So they're still alive. And remember, the law came after these folks right here lived. Okay, so he's saying, I am that. And then the power of God, what is the power of God? It's the resurrection. It's the resurrection, folks. It's the resurrection. That is the power of God unto life. Without the resurrection, all the rest of this is of nothing. Okay, and that's where he's coming down. You are mistaken because you don't understand the scriptures, nor the power of God. You don't know what the scripture says about this and you don't understand that the very power of God is resurrection and the resurrection is the very power of God. Paul writes about this letter later in 1 Corinthians and declares just tremendous truths about the resurrection. The last verse says this, when the crowd heard this, they were astonished at his teaching <laughs> as we are. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time and I'll see you in the next episode.